You're listening to the Desperation Podcast, a generation in desperate pursuit of God. www.desperationonline.com. Let's pray together. Father, we love you so much. And God, we, we truly want to be obedient to all that you've called us to. God, we want to be, our hearts burn with love for you. We want to be obedient because we've encountered you. Because of the knowledge of God and the knowledge of who you are, we want to have a growing conviction that you are awesome and that you're worth our whole lives. And God, even tonight as we talk through these changes, God, we just, we bring all of our discomforts and all of the things that are hard for each one of us, and we just lay them at your feet, and we say, God, it's all yours. These buildings are yours. These programs are yours. This church is yours. These, these trips and these conferences and these missions trips and all the little things, God, they're, they're so small and they're all yours. And we just give them to you, God. And we as your children, Lord Jesus, we want to not hold too tightly. We want to just trust you. So I pray that even tonight, God, for those that are uh, confused or frustrated, I pray that you would draw near to them. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you, would, uh, that you would move in their heart, that you would comfort them like a father. And God, we thank you for what you're going to do. We love you so much. And everybody said amen. Amen. Luke chapter 15, we're all really familiar with the story of the prodigal son. Tonight, I want to focus in on one character, one person. It's the person that it's most that I resonate with, that it's so easy to live like. It's that of the older brother. And so you know the story where the youngest son goes out, asks for his inheritance. He spends it all on wild living in a distant land. He comes back. He finds a kind father waiting for him who sees him, is filled with compassion for him, runs to him, hugs him, and kisses him. And then, that's really the famous story. And the truth is, is that a lot of times, that's where a lot of sermons stop. Tonight, I want to focus in on this bizarre character, this older brother portion. Let's read it together. Verse 25, Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. And when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of his servants and asked him, what was going on? Your brother has come home, he replied. Your father has killed the fattened calf because he, because he has him back safe and sound. So the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out, pleaded with them. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving. Just highlight that in your Bible. Interesting word. I've been slaving for you. And never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat. Everybody say goat. Look at your neighbor and say goat. You never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But with this son of yours. I just think that's interesting language. This son. And this boy. When this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home. You kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. 
But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found. Imagine this older brother. He's lived his whole life in the father's house. He grew up in the father's house. He was a child in the father's house. He was a teenager in the father's house. He has spent his entire life in the father's house. And yet in this story, we see the the character of a father that when the young son runs off, squanders his life, wild living, prostitutes, eating pig food. We find the father having compassion, running, hugging, kissing this son. You know the story. The son comes in. Hey, father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like a hired hand. Father says, shut up. Bring the best robe. Put it on my son. Come on, give me shoes for his feet. Hurry, let's go. Put them on. My son was lost. Now he's found. He was dead. Now he's alive again. I mean, the father's response was, son, shut up, man. This is time to party. You're my boy. I love you. So we all know that story. And so oftentimes we, are, we place ourselves in that because we all have. We've all been lost and now we're found. But if I'm honest and I look at my journey in God, my temptation is really shifted into less about this prodigal and more like the death that we see in the heart of the older brother. You see, the most important thing about your relationship with God is how you view God, how you view your father. And I find it intriguing that a guy who has lived in his father's house, like you, who's done the 24-7, done the furnace, I mean, you, I mean, we're talking in the house, we're talking about dedicated Work in the fields for the father. Here he has lived his entire life in the father's house, and yet his perception, his image of his father is so completely off. Here I am, slaving. Intriguing. It's almost like he perceives himself, though he is a son, as a slave. Here I am slaving in the fields, and when this son of yours comes in, you give him good stuff? Surely he deserves death. Surely he deserves punishment. Surely he deserves banishment. I deserve the good things. I'm being like a good loyal slave with these hired men. The problem with the older son, he had two issues. One, he had a wrong image of his father. And number two, he... He believed his father had the wrong image of him. In other words, the father saw him as a son, but the son, because he saw his father wrong, he saw himself wrong. Because he saw his father wrong, he thought, he sees me like a slave. Here I am slaving, I'm working. And you see this even in what he requests. And he doesn't even make the request. He just kind of throws it in there. Here I have been slaving all these years. I've been faithful. When this son of yours comes home after squandering your dollars, you give him a fattened calf. You've never even given me a goat for a party with my friends. And we know that he has a wrong image of the father by the, by the answer of the father in the story. 
son, you're always with me. And here's an interesting thing. Everything that I have is yours. <laughs> son, what? You're, you're my, you're always with me. Don't you know who you are? You're my son. You, you always have access to me. My affirmation is only a moment away. My declaration of how I view you is available if you'd ask. Son, you don't know who you are. Son, you don't get what you have available to you. Hey, son, you want a young goat? Oh, you have not even begun to plunge the depth of the gifts I want to give you. Don't you just see? I just gave your, your little brother a calf, and all you can think of is a, is a goat. Forget the goat. Ask for more. Come on, just see if I don't want to give good gifts to those that ask. A goat? Come on, man. You can do better. Calf? Cow? Zebra? Giraffe? Something more. What, everything I have is yours. You want the barn? You want the house? Everything is yours. All. All. He, I mean, he looks at me and says, all that I have. It's all. It's the, the Father's house. It's all available to you. My temptation. You know, you get saved somewhere. I don't know when you did. For me, it was, I don't even really know when. <laughs> maybe a kid, maybe a teenager. Years go by. And clearly you identify early on with the young son the son that went out and squandered while living because that's all of our testimony we once were lost and now we're found but as days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and months turn into years and years even into decades and what used to be so vibrant in your heart the loving father now becomes a doctrine or a perception that only the weak-minded need to really get early on in their early years because I, man, I've gone deeper. Oh yeah, Father's love. That's Christianity 101. So I know that my temptation over time, God, I'll, I'll do the work. Before I know it, I'm out in the field finding my identity based upon what I produce rather than who I am. Two years go by, three years go by, seven years go by, and in your case, when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 50, and you wake up one morning, and you look in the mirror, and all you see is the older son looking back at you. Your reflection is someone who has the whole house available, but defines his or her life primarily based upon spiritual success, based primarily upon what you can do for the sake of the house, the wealth that you've stored up for the kingdom, and the vibrant relationship that's available to you has ceased. And you end up accidentally like a slave because you perceived your father in a wrong way for too long. 
And when you hang out with the other slaves, hey, when one guy has the wrong image of God and you spend a lot of time right there, the only way to keep the right image of God is for you to be with the Bible open, renewing your mind, Colossians 3.10, renewing your heart. And when you don't do that and you hang out with other people who have a wrong perception of God, in time you become like one of the slaves. In time you go, yeah, he is like that. Yeah, why does he allow that? Yeah, why did that bad thing happen to me and I'm a good person? Oh yeah, he does measure my success based upon my accomplishment rather than based upon the cross. Why? Why? Well, we, we don't really believe those things, but we live that way because in time we haven't renewed ourselves in the knowledge of God. And when you don't renew yourself in the knowledge of God, when you don't renew your heart and your mind in the image of who God is, you live in a war-torn society, i.e., a battleground where the enemy, his number one thing is to get you to think wrong about God. And if you do not renew your heart and go, no, he is the loving father. In time, you don't even realize it, but you wake up, a decade goes by, and the reflection in the mirror is that of an older brother that lives in the house, does the religious duty. And I don't know, maybe for some of you, it's even now. Maybe you go to the prayer meeting. Put covenant eyes on your computer. Wear the Christian t-shirt. Stop watching Desperate Housewives. You've TiVo'd, touched by an angel. You stop kissing girls. Oh, boys. done a whole lot of religious things well got yourself a bible even put it on your palm pilot got it on your phone and there's a whole lot of religious activity but in your heart there's no reality in your heart in your heart you're living like a hired hand in your heart though you're a son if you were to be honest when some young person in God encounters Jesus in a living way you go why not me instead of delight for your brother I know it I've been there I've been there lots of times I remember in the 8th grade I was doing everything right I was a good kid I was wearing the Christian t-shirts school even I was just not like a Jesus freak together, just a freak, period. Happened to tag, blame it on Jesus, you know? And, uh, and this young guy gets saved, eighth grader, and within two weeks, he's talking about the scriptures. He's wanting to start prayer meetings. He's wanting to like preach at the Bible thing, which seemed like only old people did that were very, very, very strange and old. And he's talking about the things of God. He's teary when he worships. And I remember eighth grade going, who, what, uh, why? Man, I don't, over time, you just get into doing the religious deal, man. This is what we do, man. Go to church, go to prayer meetings. Don't, don't 
you know, date girls that chew tobacco, do some things right, for too long, someone comes along, have an encounter with God, and the way that you respond in that moment is so critical. I remember being a, 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 a freshman in college, and I'd done, I'd, I'd done, you know, I was an older brother, I'd done some things right. I've been faithful. I've been slaving away. God, I've been building your kingdom. Meet this kid. We go on a ministry trip together. I think I'm all, you know, the stuff. He's like talking about the Bible. Like, he's quoting it. I'm like, I got two verses. This little light of mine and deep and wide, you know. That's the depth of my, is that in there? And God helps those who help themselves, man. I like God, but there's not really much of the scriptures alive in me. And he's quoting the scriptures like crazy, and it's life to him. And he's only been saved for six months. He got saved his senior year of high school. And I'm like, ugh, ugh. Come on, dude, I've been toting my Bible to school for years. Just never opened it. How do you respond in that moment? I remember when I was 20, I met this, this guy who's probably about 40, and he was doing prayer meetings and talking about prayer meetings like they were fun. And I was like, huh, one-upped. How do you respond in that moment? People respond different ways. See, the right response I'm a son. Father, you've given such a great gift to this younger brother of mine. Grant it to me. I want it. Forget the goat. I want a bigger calf than his calf. Father, tell you what. You know, I don't measure any of my success based upon, uh, you know, these fields here. Tell you what, what? What do you think? How about if I take two robes? <laughs> Can I get a ring for each finger? Oh. Wow. He, oh, that, David, that's like, no way. That's like not in the Bible. Uh, what are you talking about? All that I have is yours. Huh? The donkey's yours? Yeah. The, the horses are yours? Uh-huh. The fields are yours? Yeah. Servants are satisfied with a little. Sons have a positional relationship with their father where they can ask for anything. And there's never any guile of, whoa, did I ask too much? You go, come on. Trust me, I have kids. My kids, they ask for everything. They want everything that I eat. They want my house. They want everything. I mean, they do. When I go home, when I come home from a trip, my little son Dawson, his thing, his first thing is not, hi daddy, I love you, I miss you so much. His first thing is, where's my present? My daughter is too. Her like fourth word was present, present. And you know what my heart is? My heart is, I look at those kids, I'd be like, shut up kids, man, I don't want to give you stuff. Look at you, you know why you're all sympathetic? Because you know that's not true. You know that the greatest delight is, man, I want the best swing set. 
I want the best Lightning McQueens. I want to have Lightning. I want my kid to have Sally. I want my kid to have this new one called Ringo. I want him to have the Sheriff. I want him to have, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Disney Cars the movie. I'm in, you know why I'm into Disney Cars the movie? Because I'm into giving good gifts to my kid. And you know what? Your father, he looks at you and you can ask for the world. And he goes, tell you what, um, Psalm 2, ask of me and the nations are yours. Ask of me, Psalm 2.8. I thought the nations were Jesus. They are. And who sits with Jesus and rules and reigns with him forever and ever? Revelation 3. You do. Ah, do you know who you are? Do you have a grid for the depth of what the Father wants to give to you? The problem is not that the Father is stingy in giving. The problem is that we are satisfied with far too little. Your role in the kingdom is to ask the good things of his house belong to you. And the reason the reason why we tend to grow bored with God. Boring Christianity. You know, I prayed a prayer. Now I don't have sex. I don't do drugs. I don't party. I go to church and I marinate in a building until I die. All for the glory of God. Boring Christianity is not God's design. Boring Christianity is when we don't ask for enough. The world, the world actually eventually becomes bored even with the pig slop. (laughs) There's no solution there. There's no resolution there. The greatest thing is to feast on the abundance of his house. That's where you and I want to live. Father, bring the best robe. I'll take one. I'll take two. Three. Eh, it's all mine. I'll take a couple rings. Forget a goat for my friends. God, I'll take the whole herd of goats. Okay, how does that live in your world? God, that kid likes the Bible. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why he gets it and I don't. But it's giving me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. God, that guy has a compassion for orphans in Africa. And I want to, but I don't. The only thing that I desire is an Xbox. God, God, give me that kind of heart for orphans. God, God, this kid that was lost... He's coming to the kingdom and you've given him a hunger to pray? God, I don't even feel that. But God, I want it. I want all. The whole kingdom's mine. I want it. God, I don't want to live ticked off and mad because I didn't get my stuff. I want to be, I want to learn the secret of being content in all things. God, I'm so mad at that guy. He did this, this. He's a bad leader. forgiveness to reign in my heart so that I can be free. So that I can be free from allowing him to hold real estate in my brain. I want to be free. I want to be free. You see, there's a whole lot available to sons and daughters. 
1 John 3, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us. And that is exactly who we are. Children of God. No! Come on! Do you know who you are? You know Psalm 36 says? Psalm 36 says that those who draw close to him, they drink from his river of pleasure. That's the way that the New King James says it. The NIV says his river of delights. So what I would say is, Pick a word there. Pick your version. Either way, make that a prayer. God, I want to drink from your river of pleasure. <laughs> what? The problem is not that the river's not available. The problem is that we're not drinking enough. The problem is it's so easy to live as this hired hand. Really, we're the son, but we're living with the mentality that I'm slaving for God. I'm doing the things of the kingdom when all the abundance of his house, the abundance of heaven is available to us. And we're satisfied hanging out and just ticked off that he won't even give us a goat. You know? That's like you being in 24-7 in the furnace or DI. And being like, I'm doing all these things, and you won't even give me a wife. You won't even give me. Say, God, I don't want the goat, God. I want the fullness. I'm just kidding. I want everything. <laughs> yeah, give me two goats, God. No, just kidding. Uh, strike that. <laughs> you know what the great thing is? As a son, as a daughter... You can ask for the fullness today. We don't have to wait for the river of pleasure till heaven. No. There's much available tonight. Tonight we can drink from the river of pleasure. Tonight, tonight, the things of the house belong to us. Everything in the house is available to you. And you'll do one of two things. Some of you tonight have settled for being an older brother in the house. You've been saved for a year now, two years. And you claim a sonship, but you secretly desire for the distant land. You secretly desire. Ah, it's kind of boring here in the Father's house. The reason why there was anger in the heart of the older brother, how come he gets both? Here I am, slaving. I'm, I'm foregoing those distant lands mostly out of what I'm going to get. How come he gets both? the heart of a son forget the distant lands I'm enthralled with my father and everything he has is mine and the response of our heart is not I'll go ahead and slave in the field hoping for a reward one day and just settle on the fact that I won't get the pleasures of the planet we go the pleasures of the planet are ashes compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. You're everything to me. And I'm always going to choose to be with you too. And I'm going to take all that you'll give me. I'm going to drink from the river of pleasure. I want all. 
feel like I've been hanging out in the house and not, and not knowing you, I'm going to say, Father, it's time to dance. It's time to party. Kill a calf. Time to celebrate the older brother. Come on. And he says, you bet, son. All that I have is yours. We'll kill two calves. That's all yours. Will you stand with me? Josh, if you want to come on up here. What Irene prayed tonight is exactly what I felt like the Lord had given for me to give to you tonight. And uh, I just want us to respond. I believe that many of you have been living like hired hands not doing anything wrong you're in the house keeping the rules good kid but you're not knowing the father the way that you know you should You're not taking all that's available in the house. Satisfied with some bread and some cheese in the barn with your peers. You're not pressing for fullness. That's me. That's my temptation, guys. My temptation is not to press for a life of fasting or sacrifice dollars for the sake of the kingdom or to have a spirit of revelation on the scriptures or to in our dullness we just have this tendency to just pull back and hang out in the house and just slave in the fields tonight I just believe that the father wants to look at you and sure we all know that while the prodigal was still a long way off his father saw him ran to him but the father did that for the older brother too Everybody else was in the house partying. The father left the party to go talk with the older brother who was ticked off and in a bad way. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter whether you're pagan or Pharisee. The father comes running. And so tonight, if you just go, man, I, I've been a Pharisee. I don't mean to. It's just hard to live in love. It's easy to live in law. Law just means I cross my T's and dot my I's. Love means I give all. I give my affections, time, my desires, everything. I just want to pray that we'll all live as sons and daughters tonight. We stretch out your hands like this. <clears throat> God, every one of us have decided to follow you. Every one of us in this house have determined to live in your house. So Holy Spirit, we ask that tonight cause the love of God to burn brighter in our heart. How much do we want the right image of God in our mind? We want to renew ourselves in the knowledge of God. We do not want to live shackled to religion. We want to live alive in relationship. And when religion creeps in, 
and we just start keeping rules to be good kids, God, tonight we repent of that and we say, do a new thing in us. Do the old thing. Do the old thing, God. We return to our first love tonight. We do what we did at first. We come hard after you. You're everything to us. Because you loved us, we love you. Oh, we want to be sons. Oh, we want to be daughters. We want to live in love, God. We want to live in the knowledge of the affectionate, kind, running, hugging, embracing, patient, delighting Father. We want to drink from the river of pleasure. We want to feast on the abundance of your house. All is ours. And so God, we say tonight, we want to take it with the riches of the knowledge of God. We want right perceptions of you. We want to, in our minds, Lord God, to behold you and to see you. Oh, we don't want to live in the pig slop. We don't want to live just partying with goats. God, we want feast on your house, God. We want to dine at your table. We want to sup with you. We're not content to hang out in the fields or to hang out in the wastelands. God, we want to feast at your table. We want to be your sons and your daughters. We want to live in love, God. Have your way, we pray. Have your way in us. Have your way in this body of believers. We want to be leaders in our generation. And we won't be content until we know and we encounter and we experience and we behold you. And our eyes will behold you. We will be satisfied with your likeness. And nothing else satisfies. No pleasure of the planet. No religious pride. We're sons and we're daughters to the end. Help us to live in love, God. We honor you. You're our God. You're our Father. Have a fantastic week. We love you guys. See you. You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for local churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.